0: This is a Suno India production and you are listening to Beyond Charminar. Hello everyone, thank you for joining another episode of Beyond Charminar. This is a Suno India production. So, uh, this July... Of 2022, in fact, is actually a very uh, important uh, month for Hyderabad, actually more more, more of Secunderabad, because the Sait, Vikaji, Sait, Pestonji, Meherji, Parsi, Fire Temple, which is the oldest in not just Hyderabad, but also in South India, actually completes 175 years of its existence. So for this episode, we're actually going to not just uh, talk about Parsi temples and Parsi history but also more about uh, a very important Parsi family from Hyderabad which in fact runs the uh, Chermas uh, stores I'm sure for people from Hyderabad the Chermas uh, retail store the clothing store is actually a very very important uh, place in terms of you know not just our local heritage but also in terms of memories because I'm pretty sure like me many many of us have actually in the past at least at least as children, Purchased clothes and, you know, from Sharmas has children. But the story of Sharmas is actually very interesting for us to also understand how one of well, one of the most important and one of the largest uh, clothing retail stores grew uh, from uh, from the grounds of a school in Hyderabad. So, we're going to speak to somebody very uh, interesting today. Mr. K.F. Pestonji who is the owner of Charmas, and also whose family incidentally also runs the state vikaji said uh, Meherji fire temple so he'll also he'll he will uh, give us more in-depth information and also he'll tell us stories about you know how the how his store came up and also about his family etc but before that I think uh, <clears throat> I'll give you all a, I'll I think it's important to talk about Hyderabads uh, well I, I guess you could say lesser known uh, community, that is the Parsi community in Hyderabad. So, uh, just to give you all a brief, at least for those of you who are here for the first time, Hyderabad is 431 years old. It was founded by Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah, who built the Charminar in 1591 as Hyderabad's foundational monument. Uh, Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah belonged to the Qutub Shahi dynasty, which which had come up in 1518. Uh, by I uh, with the with Sultan Kuli, an Iranian from Hamadan in Iran, or from Persia, as is what Iran's old name is. He had come from Iran, settled down in India, worked for the Bahamanis, and he went on to become the founding king of the uh, Qutub Shahi dynasty in 1518. The Parsi community actually had in Hyderabad uh, settled in Hyder- settled in the city only in the 1800s, so it's much later. The Qutub Shahi dynasty basically comes to an end in 15 sorry in 1687. Uh, because the Mughals basically take over, capture, and destroy Hyderabad uh, under Aurangzeb. So after that, what happens is that when the Mughals capture Golconda and Hyderabad, they pretty much uh, have most of a good chunk of southern the Deccan in southern India. Golconda was the last Deccan Sultanate that they had to capture, and they even soon got the Mysore state under them, uh, not through force but through an agreement. That is until by 1699. So essentially, by 1700, the Mughals had a huge chunk of South India also under them, and they appointed one governor to take care of those, to take care of the entire Central South India region. And that governor eventually is what we call the Nizam. The first the Nizams uh, were essentially Mughal-appointed governors. The first Nizam's father and grandfather, in fact, were part of Aurangzeb's armies that came down to destroy Hyderabad. The first Nizam, Kamruddin Khan took over the governorship of the Deccan in 1724 and he lived and ruled in Aurangabad it is only the second nizam who in the 1760s nizam ali khan shifts the capital back to hyderabad now here is uh, the whole link and history that from you know from where Secondabad comes in, it comes into the picture basically what happens is in between the 1760s 70s 80s 90s you have the nizam the british the marathas tipu sultan and the french so it's a very interesting and confusing period in terms of history as to what's happening but bottom point the Nizam the second Nizam in 1798 decides to formally tie up with the British so the treaty of subsidiary alliance is signed in 1798 and as a result of which the French are essentially you know they say bye-bye to the French the French have to leave and the French army in Hyderabad gets dissolved Monsieur Raymond the last French commander essentially pretty much is said to have committed suicide in 1798. And the Nizam, second Nizam in 1799 helps the British kill Tipu sultan. Now, the third Nizam comes to power, Sikandar in 1803. And in 1806, the British are essentially asked to move their armies out of Hyderabad. And the area that they move into is what we call Sikandarabad. It was formed in 1806 as a cantonment. So here is when you... Uh, after after Jaa, so it is in 1803 when the third Nizam takes over. The same year is when apparently one person by the name Sohrabji Pestonji Chinoy, the son of Pestonji Manakji Chinoy along with 14 other Parsi gentlemen arrived in Hyderabad from Jalna and settled here. The Chinoy family came to Hyderabad uh, when the Hyderabad contingency army was transferred from the old cantonment of Jalna to Bolaram in Sikandarabad. And, you know, after that you had, from basically, from the early 1800s is when you have Parsi settlements in the city. And the oldest fire temple that we are talking about today, that is the uh, Sait Vikaji, Set Pestonji, Meherji, Parsi fire temple. uh, That came up a little bit later. The fire temple was built by two Parsi brothers, as Sait Vikaji Meherji and Set Pestonji, Meherji. They, they were from Tarapur village in Maharashtra and uh, they settled in the Hyderabad state run by the Nizams in the 19th century. So, they eventually settled in Sikandarabad and they were essentially traders, right? So, what we know is that they first built a small, a smaller fire temple for the use of the locals or Austrians or Parsis who are residing in the area. And six years later, they built a big ageri or a Parsi fire or a fire temple as it is called. And that is what. It, so the the holy fire, the set Vikaji, set Pestonji, Meherji fire temple was essentially uh, consecrated on twelfth September eighteen forty seven. Okay. So uh, we, the reason why it completes one seventy five this year is in accordance with the uh, Persian calendar. And so, I, I'm sure some of you also know that. We, so we are not actually allowed into the uh, fire temples. That, Mr. Pestonji will explain you know when he's talking about uh, his family and also about Parsis so I'll let you know I, I won't get into that but before we uh, listen to Mr uh, Pestonji today I also will give you, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more information about Parsi fire temple so apart from the uh, oldest fire temple that is 175 years old we have two other fire temples in fact one of the fire the youngest fire temple which turned 100 just uh, in 2020 is the Khan Bahadur Idulji Sorabji Chennai Anjuman Dare Meher, which is incidentally exactly opposite the Sait Vikaji Set Pestonji Meherji Fire Temple. If you ever are passing via the Secondarabad Paradise uh, Circle, if you are going from Paradise to MG Road, you will find the Khan Bahadur uh, Fire Temple on the left hand side, and exactly opposite beside Charmas is the Sait Vikaji Set Pestonji Meherji Fire Temple. So, you know, you can't go inside, uh, we're not allowed inside, uh, but you can definitely see from outside. Now, the there is also one more fire temple in Hyderabad. The third one is called the Bhai Manakji Nusarwanji Chenoy Dharamher. That was built in 1904 at Tilak Road in Abbots. So, this was apparently built to serve Parsis living in that side of the city, mainly due to lack of transport. So, these are the three fire temples. Another another noted Parsi uh, from our city is uh, uh, the Chennois. One of them is one Mr. P.B. Chenoy, who was in fact the first Indian mint master under British India. He was given the position under the last Nizam of Hyderabad. Uh, So, uh, and after his retirement, uh, the Nizam apparently uh, appointed him as the controller of the Prince Basaladja, who was the Nizam's stepbrother. So, that is one more person from the community who's also held a very high position. Uh, but aside from that, I'm sure for many of us, it would be very interesting to learn about uh, the Chirma's, uh about the history of Chermas stores. Uh, because I believe it is even today one of the most prominent uh, stores on the Abidj Main Road. It's actually a very interesting story of how uh, advertising was used I'm talking about it you know in the 1970s when I don't think anybody else apart from the, the uh, family of Mr. KF I don't think anybody else apart from Mr. KF Pestonji actually you know uh, thought of advertising for the store in the same way so yeah so that's the uh, uh, that's the basic brief and parsi history that I want to talk about before we give on before we actually uh, go on to him so the fire temple essentially the oldest the, the oldest fire temple that i'm talking that we're talking about today uh, that was started by sat vikaji meherji and Sait pestonji meherji these two these two people in hyderabad history are actually very very important because they actually went on to become the become very big traders in the state of hyderabad under the nizams constructed cart roads and built bridges for the for fast and safe transport of merchandise between the Maharashtra and the Hyderabad areas, they are also considered to be pioneers of cotton trade between the Nizam's dominions and the Bombay presidency. In fact, in, 19, in 1830, the then Prime Minister of Hyderabad, Maharaja Chandulal, also specially invited them to open banking firms in the Hyderabad state. Apparently, the within two years, the firm of Pestonji Vikaji became the principal banking house in Hyderabad and they also had loaned money to the government for state purposes, including the expenditure on military. Now, more importantly, one of the most important uh, and interesting things that happened during the 19th century in Hyderabad with regard to the Pestonji family uh, is that they were also permitted to have their own initials and marks engraved on national coins, in the sense the state's coins. So, a silver coin was stuck at the Aurangabad mint bearing the initial letters of Vikaji's younger brother, Pestonji Meherji. And it was widely known to be named after him as the Peston Shahi Sikka or coin of the Nizam government. This Peston Shahi Sikka was unique in the sense that the two Parsi brothers had uh, the right to strike their own coins, and it was it had been a you know it was a, it was it was a big privilege under the Nizams at that point of time because uh, nobody else, no family, or no other family was ever permitted by the state to have its own initials or marks engraved on coins. Uh, the uh, Back in those times, coin minting was a crude, uh, you know, hand ma- or manual method, wherein a blank, a blank coin was hammered against a die to put an impression. So, uh, apparently, over a crore of these pestone shahi sikkas in various denominations of both silver and copper was struck at the Aurangabad mint between 1832 and 42. Uh, only a few of these original coins remain now, and they are very, very, very highly valued. Uh, And four of them are apparently also on display in the British Museum in London. So yeah, so that is the story of the two brothers and uh, the fire temple. Uh, Today, by the way, in Hyderabad, we have about roughly less than 1000 or around 1435 Parsi families living in Hyderabad. So we're going to speak to somebody very uh, interesting today. Mr. K.F. Pestonji, who is the uh, owner of Charma.
1: I have been in Hyderabad 200 years. I am the fifth generation here in Hyderabad. My great-great-grandfather had come here close to 200 years ago and he set up a lot of things in the old Hyderabad state. The main was cotton trade which increased tremendously. Then... He started, they were originally also bankers. He started a bank also here in Hyderabad. Where they used to live is still, the building is still standing. Bank Street, opposite State Bank of Hyderabad, India. It is today the ENT hospital. Oh, that's there. After, okay. that oh, used okay. to be their residence. Okay. And their office was on the corner of Kingkoti and Abbots. Okay. Now Palace Heights and all afterwards it became three aces. Basically, all that part of the family history, you can get it from this brochure and of the fire temple. Now, I'll just give you a brief about my family. My father was a very senior official in the Nizam's government. You might not have heard. Today, what you have, IAS, no? He was an ICS officer. And my brother, we are three, sister, my elder brother, myself, I am the youngest in the family. You will be quite surprised to hear that one of the first places or universities that started MBA in India were Walter University in WISAC oh. along with Calcutta. I am Ahmedabad opened a couple of years later. Oh, okay. So, my brother after completing his graduation in Usmania, went on there and did his MBA from there and then went and started working in Bombay. So basically, I am a product of St. George's Grammar School. My father is also a product of St. George's Grammar School. My grandfather is also a product of St. George's. And then my grandfather was a doctor. So after his graduation, Madras University, he became a doctor. My father was Nizam College, my brother was Nizam College, I also went through Nizam College and after that the university. So by profession, I am a commercial pilot, by accident a businessman. My wife is also from Hyderabad. She also did a graduation from St. Francis and then her master's from the universities, Usmania University. She started working in the bank. I joined government service, I was instructor in charge of the AP Flying Club, 72. This The
0: fire temple here has completed 175 years, right? And uh, this is the oldest one, I believe, in the entire South India. So, huh, can you just, also a lot of people are curious about the fire temple because I think many people today don't know that there are fire temples in Hyderabad. I mean, it's, it comes across as a little bit of a surprise so is there any chance you can maybe tell us about fire temples about in Hyderabad, South India?
1: See, basically, we came to India close to fourteen hundred years ago from Persia. Right. And we came to India as refugees. When we landed in Gujarat, Sanjan was the place. So Jadavrana was the ruler at that time. He refused to accept us, saying whoever has come from the West with whatever excuse or reason, afterwards have become conquerors and have taken away everything from us. So I cannot. And he said, he gave a a glass of milk and saying, now you tell me where I can fit you in this. There's no place. So our head priest just put some jaggery and shared it and said, we'll mix and become, make you sweeter. Anyway, 1,400 years passed, a lot has been done, maybe still there is something to be done. So basically, my wife joined the bank, she was in government service, I was in government service. Our first two girls were born in a gap of less than one year. So mother was required to look after the children. I made her give up the job. Without really looking ahead, That two salaries would become one. No, it becomes very much difficult. Both were earning practically the same in the posts that we were. So my elder brother in Bombay had done very well. He was into export of garments. So he offered us, "You sell my export surplus garments, and the rates he had fixed: twenty percent is yours, all expenditures yours." If nothing sells, if something sells, fine. You give me 80%. If it doesn't sell, you return it to me. So, we got the export surplus garments. This was in the beginning of seventy eight, And set it up in grammar school during the summer vacation. Right. So, in those days, the summer holidays used to extend more than two and a half months. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about seventy eight. So we set it up there and it turned out to be a big success. Okay. Hmm. So, we had to call again, truckloads, we had to again send and it, it was a big success. But then the school was to open. Sorry. We had to get out. My cousin's property is opposite my boobia. He was with me. He said that upstairs is lying vacant. Mm-hmm. Huh? Why don't you shift there, and continue there? I said, no harm. Huh? Yeah, it's you come use it. I said my this is hundred bucks a day. I'll pay you rent. I was paying there. We shifted up there. Eight years the place was vacant. Nobody was taking it. It was on the first floor. Ground floor they had a few shops and all that. So we shifted up there. It's not more than three hundred yards or maybe three fifty yards from grammar school to that place. Do you know what happened to our sale? It dropped 95%. So, in 78, shopping area started only after Kinkoti T-Junction, that side. This side, there was nothing at all. No shops, nothing. And what they had on the ground floor was some dry fruit item or general store selling petty things. And it continued. And I realized if I stick on there, what little I have earned here in these two and a half months will all go off. But that also within the first month I had planned on vacating. Then I am a firm believer that there is somebody up there looking after us, protecting us and more importantly showing us the right path to take. I don't know from where I, I keep getting maybe some people say clever ideas. I say, stupid ideas and I risk I take a lot of risks so I told my brother see this is what it is I cannot but let us take a chance let me advertise in the paper in those days nobody had ever heard of any advertising for you know retail garments or anything of this sort really yeah 78 it was never there, there were hardly any we are going back 45 years yeah, go ahead and do it. I said, no, go ahead and do it. Whatever is going to cost. Mm. Hmm? You bear 50%, I'll bear 50%. Okay. So he said, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead and do it. I prepared the ad, or we prepared, the family works together, all of us, even today. We do our own artwork for advertising, even today. Okay. What ad to prepare? Very simple. Description of the garment, Price tag on it was the price at which it would be sold in the U.S. That original price. And here, our garments we are selling started from 7 rupees. The highest used to be a jacket at 20 rupees. Our price. And went to Deccan Chronicle, negotiated. The rate was 2,000 rupees for front page, there, regular this. If I said I'll take three ads, so they offered it to me, three ads at 4,500 rupees. Prepared that ad that way, gave it. I was in service. If I didn't go to work in, for one day, in those days, my salary was about 125 rupees a day. That would be my loss of pay. So, left it. And how we set up here also I told my students, hmm, "Do you want to make some pocket money summer holidays? At ten rupees a day, my students were coming in, and plus it was doing so well. So their friends, they something. We had built up a infrastructure, but the maximum staff were my students only, part time for the two and a half months. Yeah. yeah, we started in that period. Shifted there, gave the ad, but I said I can't lose my one day salary." My father used to help us. He had long since retired. 15 years before that, he had retired. 14 years. So he used to sit on the cash counter. My wife used to help on the sales with a few salesmen. I went for flying. We had, even today there is there, on the Nagarjuna Highway. Mm -hmm. uh, Nadargul it's called. It's an airstrip. 7 o'clock in the morning, we used to fly from Begumpet, go there, do the training, come back at about 11.30 in the morning. So on the way back, said, let me go a little down and see if I can locate any customers near our outlet. I was shocked. The whole steps were jammed, and the queue outside extended another 150 to 200 yards. At Gopal Plywood used to be there, all the way there, there was a queue and it was fully jammed on the top after two and a half months. The effect of advertising was felt in that. Uh, After the grammar school for for two and a half months,
0: uh, you had shifted to the Yodan, the first floor, right? And you said the customers had dropped there and then you decided to then advertise after that. So... Uh, you got the space in
1: the school back again?
0: No. no. You're oh, you're done only?
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. So jammed up there, my student was also there. I said, my God, my wife and father will chew me up alive. You know, that is this. And the school didn't allow me to put up banners, shifted here or told my student also, better hurry up and immediately landed, jumped onto my motorcycle. You also sit behind I told the other boys also, uh, instead of 12.30, you come 11 11.30 only, just go there. So I was the first one to reach and I was trying to rush up the steps. The customers didn't let me go up. Oh. <laughs> Line <mein khade> ro. <laughs> So I said, please let me go, I'm going to serve you only. So basically, by the grace of God, from that day onwards, there was no looking back. So, my father was very pushing. He would go around here, there, see what it is. So, at Bashirbag Crossroads, long before, I think, you all were born also, there used to be Madhuri Motors. Okay. They were the distributors for Mercedes-Benz trucks. Okay. So, that was the showroom there and they had vacated, so it was vacant. So, I went there. The property belonged to the Babu Khans. Deccan Babu Khans only. That whole thing now, all this Meena Bazaar, Miraj all that, that whole property belonged to the Babu Khans. And Bashiruddin Babu Khan was a year senior to my brother in college, Gyas was his classmate, and they they were family friends also. Hey, approached Bashir and he used to come home. So they used to always, there's a seven years difference between my brother and me. So they always used to remember, refer to me as chote. Hmm? Kya, kya hai chote? I said, I want your place. Kuch bhi pooch, don't ask me for my place. Itne saal ladakya un nikala so hum huh? mera. This, He had planned this deck and towers and that wool construction there mm-hmm. so not going to give it on rent I said see I'm not asking permanent mm-hmm. just as a short gap and whenever you want it back I'll give it back to you
0: right.
1: so he said okay take it didn't ask me for rent but 100 rupees a day I'll pay you because that's what I'd been paying from there. And we shifted there. That is close to a kilometer away. But Deccan Chronicles in Zindabad, those days that was the right. only this. Right. We had to put in a few ads. It continued. It increased because here on top we were just about I think around 2000 feet, but mm-hmm. in Bashir his place, it was close to three and a half, four thousand. So we had, uh, we had so much more space. And he had said, inga, inga. but we were there for 27 months, two years, three months, we were there. That is where we actually grew. And maybe looking at opportunities, I became more ambitious. We used to sell export surplus. All his surplus finished, my brothers. He had fabrics. We manufactured, converted them into garments, sold them. All that was also over. And within a period of hardly six months, everything was over. When all his garments got over, he had lakhs of meters of fabric lying with him because that is the time when the Quota business came in. government brought in the actually America brought in the quota and then Europe Europe also for because they had said that handloom you know is exempted and people started using power loom with handloom certificates. So they said handloom power loom no difference everything the quota is there. So there were huge cancellations. He had a lot of fabrics that was converted. And that also got over. Then what? I said, there will be surplus fabric lying in the market. So put somebody to look around and located the same fabric, hmm? one rupee, 75 paisa a meter. So started buying and converting them into garments and selling. This went on for close to two years and we were very happy, we were growing. So this agent of ours came through to us saying, there's a beautiful lot of fabric somebody's some exporters stuck with. I said, yeah, how much it is? So he said, 8 lakh meters. And instead of 175, you will get it at 1 rupee 25 paisa a meter. So, huh? no, it. no, but from where to take it? Sto- storage. To, no, no, storage is there. Pay for it. Pay. Right. 10, lakhs. 10 lakhs. In 1980, it was a huge amount. Okay, we had been earning and all that, but nowhere near that. So, borrowed some money from my brother, from my sister, my dad's. Retirement benefit also, he said, all right, you can use it, take it. Paid 10 lakhs, bought the thing. Exactly, I think hardly, less than a month after that, his assistant, pune or office assistant, Bashir Sahib, i yeah, I used to go to him. yeah, Bashir, today your one month starts. You know, I have got a very strong heart, that's why I didn't die then of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So, given our word, we have to keep our word. Then my father started searching to locate. And anywhere we went, people were talking of 5 to 10 lakhs pagadi for a 400 square feet shop. So, you know, We were really up against the wall. And at that time, where now we are, there was one sari shop that had gone into liquidation and closed there. So, dad went, located the owners, they were in Pune, negotiated, got them down. So from three and a half thousand, I had to compress the whole thing into 350 square feet. Okay. So literally one-tenth the size there and the goodwill that they asked for and was very much lesser and we, That's where Chermas, that we were selling initially all under the name of Babson's, that was my brother's company. So when we decided to shift here, we decided to start Chermaz. That is the name of our two elder daughters, Cherazad and Maniza. So we combined and they were just less than two years old and just a little over one year. So that is where we moved here and started Chermaz. Sikandarabad one started eight years later in 88. By that time, we had grown to 20,000 feet here itself because beneath this 350 feet, there was 4,500 feet of basement. 4,500 feet of basement. basement. But it had been converted into a gutter. All any gutter chokes anywhere around. All that water used to come there. So, I had it cleaned. Asked my landlord, give it to me. He said, no, no, people are suing me. They've lost so much because without warning, water had come. I said, I'll guarantee you I won't sue you. I took that place in that same year. And same again, it was the same thing with him. 100 bucks a day. I'll pay you. I said, I'll try for six months. I'm not sure. So he said, give me the full six months rent in advance, 18,000 rupees. Gave it. And that is the year we decided to go into the All India Industrial Exhibition. And we put up a stall there. Six years we went. That was also where it helped grow Whole everybody used to come. Still. Hmm. So, so, that is where. So, by 82, Cherma's had become 40, 20,000 square feet. Hmm. took over the places on top that we get it. Everybody said, this complex is jinxed. Nobody can last here. So that Jinx helped us. Others went on going out and we went on taking, we took the basement. We went and established ourselves via the exhibition also. And in 82, like I said, we have about 18, 20,000 square feet. Sherma's is the first ready made garment departmental store in the country. Because in 82, even in Bombay and Delhi, the biggest ready-made garment shops were between five and six thousand square feet.
0: Uh, your father was in the ICS until is it 1947-48?
1: No, initially he's worked in a lot of districts. And our residence is also exactly opposite the office. Okay. The bungalow opposite is Samne. Ah, okay. That's we've been here now hundred and twenty years. My grandfather was a doctor, Yeah, but I broke it down about 20-odd years ago. I had to, it was that old bungalow, so. The situation, we grew, but with growth, problems come. So, beginning of 80, I was attacked in my house itself. I was stabbed seven times. Uh, Some say professional rivalries, nobody, they were never caught. I fought back and I was coming back from the shop. I was getting out, stopped the car and four professional killers were waiting. They attacked me, one got in from that side. It was the night that they burn holy. So when I saw the racket there, I thought maybe some of my students or friends had come to play wholly with me, I locked my door. He got in from the other side, the left side. And I saw him moving. It was pretty dark, and we never used to have security or guards or anything. And I felt his hand coming towards my face. The first thing I did is duck. I didn't want. It. So, in the little light that was there, I saw a knife go across my neck. And before the next couple of seconds, when somebody sees death in their face, there are two ways they react. One is they freeze, the second is they get supernatural strength in that moment. So before he could pull back and take a second jab at me, I hit him so hard I broke his nose and broke a couple of teeth also. With my, I was. Very much tougher than what I am today. <laughs> if you go back twenty-two or twenty odd years ago, and so thirty years ago, there were three more people, huh? More people. Yeah, they were three others. So they were trying to break open the door. It was not opening. So they had rods also. So they broke the windscreen. They broke the side glass, and from there one chap started stabbing me. And the other chap started beating me with the rod. That's why I don't have my right hand movement, even though it's now, like I said, close to 30 years. So anyway, I was to live. So I am here today. This happened in 80 beginning. So we go back again to are original this. See, there are very wrong misconceptions about Parsis. Hmm? They say fire worshippers, worshippers of the sun. Hmm? They are just misconceptions. Our main religion speaks of three things. One is good thoughts, good words, good deeds. You live your life following these three things. You know, you are ensured of a birth in heaven. Now, people say, fire worshippers, sun worshippers. What he had spoken about is, the sun or fire is pure. If there was no sun, there would not be given on humans. There wouldn't be any living creature also on earth. So that is the source of all the life on this planet. So, and when our Prophet, we believe Mm-hmm. that there is only one God uh, who, a prophet Jartostaj, he is the prophet he is the messenger of God so 4000 years ago he gave fire and said keep this fire burning fire is good fire is pure mm-hmm. the smoke that comes out of it is the devil That is the evil. So, you know, there has to be. So, it is, today also, in our agyaris, that same 4000 year old fire is burning. When we ran out of Iran, we carried it with us in India. And we have maintained it, and whenever another agyari is being opened, uh, that part of that little fire used to be carried and would be lit where the new agyari used to come up. So that is, basically, we are very simple people. We are, you know, follow these things. Now you will say, why don't you let anybody come to your agyari? It is because 1400 years ago, our forefathers gave a promise to Raja Rana. When he let us live in India, he laid down a few conditions. The first condition was that you would change your attire. We were actually soldiers or fighters who had run away and come from there. So, you will adopt all our culture, all our customs, all our clothing, you will never carry your arms. Every time, you know, we carry a sword and a club with our clothes. So if you go today into a fire temple, we find the swords are hung right. up in one side and the clubs on the other side. Then what he said is, you will never convert anybody into a Parsi. You will not let any non-Parsi into your fire temple. Now, do you know what a Parsi is? An Indian Zoroastrian is called a Parsi. Parsi. The Zoroastrians who came to India because Persia, you know, with that so that is the reason. You all will get married only after sunset. Hmm? You know, like this. And you will, all your customs will be Gujarat's customs. So all are, this also is exactly. Uh, you your, you will change your mother tongue. Right. You will not speak in Persia, right. Persian. You will speak only in Gujarati. You'll dress up like Gujaratis. Okay, my father used to write and speak Persian also. Basically, the family went through, that is, my great grandfather went through very bad and difficult times after everything was taken off. They literally, if you read the yeah, brochure, you'll get that, you know. Then the Prime Minister afterwards felt so bad for us. And the shock of it, my great-great-grandfather died at a very young age. His elder brother lived on for some time after. There was, I think, nearly a 20-year difference between the two of them. Okay. So seeing his condition when he came for my great-great-grandfather's funeral, he offered him and got it organized by the government. You know, you all who were so rich and, you know, owners of such a lot in this condition today. So, he sanctioned him. I would like you to live a comfortable life, a pension of 400 rupees a month after taking over 40 lakhs from us. And basically, see, the point is that I say they were not as clever as today's people. You see, today so many banks have gone into liquidation. Hands up, what to do, you know. Because all was not, part of it was their money, but it was also a whole lot of the customers of the bank. So they tried, sold off everything that was theirs and maximum cleared off all their debts to the people who had. The only thing that they didn't sell where the fire temples and the tower of silence. The, more than half a dozen of them in the old Hyderabad state. Right.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Chandnar. You can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast app of your choice.